Welcome to the Successfully Unemployed Show, the place where ordinary people become extraordinary by finding the path to financial freedom through entrepreneurship, side hustles, and passive income. We have already blazed the path, showing you how to retire early and have financial independence, so you will never work for someone else again. Successfully Unemployed, your place for freedom. everybody welcome to the successfully unemployed show i'm super excited to have you here with me today as we learn how to quit our jobs our just over broke jobs so that we can live the life that we want through entrepreneurship through side hustles through working online or any other way than working for somebody else and today i brought on somebody who is fantastic at online businesses and i brought on somebody who has taught me a ton of stuff about seo about how to run a blog better and all this sort of stuff and i have my friend tom drake on the show tom thank you so much for being here with us thanks for having me on dustin looking forward to this now you have maplemoney.com, and it's the top finance site in, in Canada. Is that correct? Uh, d depending on the week. We're, we're kind of in a, a neck and neck situation, but yeah, most of the time, yes. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, good for you, man. I mean, it's a lot of hard work, but it, it's paid off. So I want to jump right into it. How do you make money without having a J-O-B, that just overbroke job, working a corporate you know, nine to five? How do you make money to provide for your family without that? So you set it up perfectly. The, the blog is is the thing for me. Almost like a magazine. It's very uh, traditional. You 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 have content out there or newspaper or anything too. And, and a lot of your money is made on ads. So there's Google kind of ads you see in the sidebars or in content on, on websites. And and then there's uh, the affiliate links where you're you're recommending a, a product you believe in, and someone goes and makes that purchase, then you then you get a commission of that. Those are two of the biggest things. Another common one with bloggers I don't do a lot is uh, sponsorship. I, I do sponsorship for the podcast, but but you can also get into sponsored posts where companies are instead of getting that little square ad and a piece of content, they're they're truly saying like we want to pay you for a post. We really want to get in front of your readership. Great. And so you started. A number of years ago, but I want to show everybody that you and I are just normal, like your next door neighbor. We're just normal people, but we found a way to be instead of being ordinary. And I think ordinary is somebody that works a job, gets one, works one hour, gets paid for that hour. We're extraordinary now, where we can literally do whatever we want. We have businesses that bring us money. So take us back to when you were working the corporate environment and only your only friends are the people that you work with and all that sort of stuff. Tell us about that and then your transition into having a full-time business. So I was I was lucky as a as a blogger and I think a lot of bloggers find themselves in this uh, position where uh, you're working a desk job and you, and you've got that spare time. You've got your lunch hours and your your coffee breaks and everything, which makes it a lot easier to start dabbling a little bit <laughs> while while you're at work. Um, if, if I was a, a truck driver working at a, a, as a cashier at a store, that would be a lot harder to do that at the same time, uh, just using those spare little moments, uh, like your breaks. Um, but I, I, I often, uh, quote Gary Vaynerchuk with the whole, uh, stop watching loss. Like <laughs> you don't need to, you don't need to spend all your time watching TV. You can, there's, there's so much free time. Uh, most of my, most of my blogging time was about eight or nine p.m. to like one or two a.m. because uh, it was basically do the day job, spend time with the family, and then once everybody's in bed, it's uh, you kind of start up that second job. And and it really felt like I was I was doing two full time jobs at the same time. 
Um, but but to answer the other part of your question about sort of going back to the beginning, um, uh, it, it was back in 2009, and and back then, um, blogging wasn't quite uh, didn't quite look as fabulous as it does nowadays. <laughs> you see you see a lot of uh, articles about people making uh, six figures a month online and and things like that. But back then, uh, it it, it still had a, a bit of a hobby feel to it. There were people making a lot of money, um, but it, it just wasn't public. It was something that, that you had to start to know the right people to hear about the, the actual money people are making. Um, at the time, it just felt like a place to start writing. And I was just looking at improving my finances myself, being in, in the personal finance niche. And uh, it, it just became something where I, I just wanted to contribute my own voice. And I, I didn't really see it as a business when I started. So when you started, you were doing this on the side. Now, I want to talk a little bit about your first domain name, and then you switched recently, not recently, but like the last couple of years. But talk to us a little bit about that, because is domain name that that important or is it very, very important? It depends. Um, in my case, it was really important because I, when I started, I didn't put a lot of thought. This wasn't some big business launch. It was just, let's get a domain and start a blog. Um, so I wanted to start a Canadian finance blog. So <laughs> I literally went on to, it was probably GoDaddy at the time. And, and, uh, I got canadianfinanceblog.com <laughs> and, uh, uh, so I, I started the word blog was in yes, there. Yes. And that, that's why I say it depends. In, in my case, I felt like that was a, uh, the word blog started to sound a little demeaning. It's like, you, you're not, you're not this big publication, you're a blog. And uh, even Canadian finance was a little too generic. So the, it, the, these two things just kind of started to bug me for, for probably half the time, like probably five years of like, I got to do something about this name. And I wanted to start my own podcast. And I didn't want to have to go with Canadian finance podcast and just dig another hole like that. So that, that, that's when I came up with Maple Money. Uh, nice thing about that is I felt like I was keeping some of what I had before because I, I I got Maple to represent Canadian and money to represent finance. So it still felt like I was keeping some of the, the soul of the site, but uh, with a much better brand. I love that idea. And if you think of the Canadian flag, you have the, the maple leaf on there. So absolutely. But now you're not saying that money actually smells like maple or tastes like maple. It's just, it's Canadian. And so I, I absolutely get that. So you went from Canadian finance blog to maple money, which is more, it's more of a, I won't say a fun name. It's, it's just, it's, it's an easier name. It rolls off the tongue so much easier. So I personally think it's a great, great domain. So good job on that. Now talk to us about the steps. If we're going to then um, go from that nine to five or the corporate job, talk to us about how you actually transitioned from that to where you could become just full-time, like all your money, you're making tons of money from that blog. Um, it, it was kind of just this this slow build. It's it, uh, uh, As you know, I, I'm, I'm big on on SEO, search engine optimization, uh, where you're, you're writing articles that people are actually searching for. Um, I've had people say before, when, when when SEO had a more negative connotation, they're like, oh, I don't want to just write for search engines. I want to help people. And I'd always point out, well, if you want to help people, why wouldn't you write what they're looking for? <laughs> like it, so so you, 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 you phrase your title in a certain way that that you're actually speaking to the person that's that's looking for that help. Um, so I, I started doing that and and it was it was kind of this this uh, I, I've mentioned on, on a few podcasts in the past this idea of sort of uh, building blocks. So you're 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 doing you're doing this one post and you're expecting so many visits because you've done some research, 
and you put it out there and you, you get your, your few hundred, uh, and if you're lucky, a few thousand pages a month on, on that post, and then you do another one. And, and it's, it's kind of a, a very long game. This isn't uh get rich, get rich quick at, by any means. It's, uh, I've been doing this for 11 years and, um, there's been ups and downs with different Google algorithms, but it more or less has worked its way up. And, and it is kind of this, this constant, let's do this thing and let's do that thing. And, and you're constantly pushing ahead, uh, cu- coming up with the podcast would be a different direction where now I'm, I'm like, okay, I've done all this search stuff. I, 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 at that point was becoming the, one of the top sites. And, and I, I felt like I needed to go another direction to get that next stage of growth. That's great. And I think, well, everybody knows Google is a massive company. And one thing we we need to realize is that re- Google is ridiculously good at their job. Their job is finding somebody who's searching for something and the content that they want and put it in front of them. I get so many more people buying into my coaching and my courses for real estate investing in rental properties. See, I, I make all my money through real estate. And so I started teaching that because I had plenty of time. So I started teaching that. And as I realized that SEO or search engine optimization through Google, Yahoo, Bing and all that stuff, I do so much better going that route because Google puts the right people in front of me at the right time when they're ready to start investing. And so that works out so well. Now, Tom, I love the idea of you, you're working slowly. Like it's, it's not something that's going to literally magically happen overnight, but I mean, shoot, we, we realize it within maybe three to four years, you should be making some good, decent money through a blog. Now, what's where do we start? What's the first place that we should get started when we are building our own site? And let's, instead of calling it a blog, call it a site where we are teaching people. How should we start? Um, especially when it comes to blogging, I think, I think, people overthinking starting is is a huge problem. Uh, if I had waited because I didn't like the name Canadian Finance Blog, I would have been so much further behind. Um, and I've seen other people do this. I've seen people in Facebook groups and uh, thinking about starting a blog. I've been thinking about it for a couple of years. And it's like, so to some degree, just start. Like uh, you can go on, um, personally, I use uh, Namecheap for domains and uh, a, a good starting host is SiteGround. And, and like a, a few dollars and and you can just get started. I wouldn't overthink the name too much. A lot of people use their own personal name nowadays. That's that's a a, a quick easy fix that you're not necessarily going to regret too much. Um but if uh if you can come up with a, a cute little do- domain name, that's great too. But uh it, it really doesn't take a lot to sort of pay pay for a a year of a domain and a, and a year of hosting and uh, in, in installing something like WordPress, which most blogs run on, is is super simple now. It's most hosts, it's one click. Uh, back back in my day, it's sounding really old. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it used to have to sort of get the the WordPress zip file and and FTP it up, and it, it was a mess. But uh, yeah, nowadays you you can get started in in minutes. But by the time you you get your your host and and click that WordPress button. So I love that idea. Now, I absolutely love Namecheap and SiteGround. I used to go with other companies, but I realized that Namecheap is the best way to go. And so inside the show notes page, you're going to find all these links. I have affiliate links, so you can go ahead and use those if you want. Um, but I love SiteGround as well. I went from a host that was, it wasn't very good to SiteGround, and I'm loving it. I literally have run all my sites. And what's crazy is it costs, I want to say it's like, $8 a month, $10 or something. It's, it's ridiculously cheap for that. And the domain name is just $10 a year. So 
if you're going to buy a domain name, it's $10 a year for through Namecheap. If you're going to get just a one, one site hosting plan from SiteGround, it's $3 a month. So imagine starting a site for literally $13 in one month and have that running and then $3 in a month for the next, you know, 12 or 11 months, and you have that business growing. So I absolutely think you should absolutely get started. Don't worry about the domain. You'll eventually, if you need to change, you absolutely can. There's so many ways to actually change it over. But so Tom, let's say we have the domain and we, let's say, say our name. How should we know what we should blog about? Should we just go with, hey, this is, uh, Tom's doing maple money. Should I do, uh, I don't know, eagle money for America, <laughs> whatever it might be. Like, what should I, what should we blog about? I, I, I hear a lot of people ask this and, and some people think they should write about whatever they want to write about. And But personally, I think that becomes too much like your, your personal diary. Um, you you want to niche it down to something. The, the best topic for someone to write about is something they have a passion about. There, there's, there's too many people I see that'll um, they'll, they'll do all this keyword research. Normally, I'm a fan of keyword research when it comes to the actual blog post, but to like decide what site you want to create, I, I don't think it's a great way to go where, where someone decides, like, oh, I don't have a pet, but I see this, this dog grooming uh, niche looks really good. I'm, I'm going to start this blog. And the, the problem is it it very commonly, very easily can take six months before you see a dollar of profit. Um, and, and a lot of bloggers will stop within that six months because they haven't seen anything. Even those that don't start for money, you just kind of lose some of the some of the the momentum and the interest if, if, if there's not sort of something coming back. Um, so I, I think I think the, the, the most obvious answer to me is is that people just have to decide what 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 really sort of motivates them. If you're uh, an active golfer, maybe you want to start a golf blog or something like that. It's it, it like for, for me, it was personal finance. When I did that, I was, I was deep into it. I, 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 I sort of turned around from sort of wasting my twenties, not saving at all. And, and now I was ready to we were just about to get married. We were going to have a kid. We were buying a house all within a one year span. So, so I kind of just turned on a dime that like, it's, it's time to get this together. So, everything I was reading and everything, it was, it was all personal finance. It was all saving money and investing. And so it, it, it kind of became a bit of an obsession, but, but that's the perfect thing to blog about is whatever you're obsessed about. And I love the idea too, being obsessed, but then also you're learning more about it. And I know as you're going through it, you're learning things and you're learning things that somebody else is actually learning as well. You know what I mean? So, um, you're learning as they are learning. So you can, it can help you in a direction of how to write your content, what to talk about and all that sort of stuff. And I know, cause I teach in masterpassiveincome.com and master passive income podcast. I talk about real estate, but I've been doing it for so long. I've literally learned as almost everything. I mean, I, I don't need to learn anymore cause I have a business model that works really well. Step-by-step you literally just do X, Y, and Z and you have a business. I've done it so much that I forget what it's like to be learning it brand new. And I have to like, okay, what are my students asking me? That's what I should write about because they're asking about that. That's what I should podcast about because that's what they're asking. And so getting um, getting something where you're actually learning as well, that is great. And I love, um, there's a uh, something that I think it was Gary Vaynerchuk said this. Um, I, didn't, I heard this third party. So if it's not him, then uh, oh well. But it's, you shouldn't necessarily create content. You should document documenting is so much easier and better. And here give you an example. I have, because I have master passive income, because I have successfully employed, I have like three other sites that are that are um, making me money, which is great because it's, it's an online business. You'd make one, you could just do other ones. Then you hire other people to write articles. It's great to do that. 
And so I had so many people, pastors, missionaries, close friends saying, how do I do that? And I said, you know what I'm going to do? I can, I'll teach you. And so I was teaching people one-on-one, -on -one, but then I realized, you know what I should do? I should literally create a whole brand new site, document, you know, video screen capture every single step of the way. And so I've been doing that. I'm literally like halfway through people are already, my friends are already going through it because I want to help them. And I am documenting every single step of the way. So I love that idea so that you are documenting and you're learning and you're building the business as you go. So once we have an idea, let's say I have an idea, I'm starting to document, I'm, I'm also starting to write about it and I have everything going. What should we do to make sure that now, instead of getting nobody looking at our site, to actually start getting people to look at our site? So I think people just really need a plan. I've spoken to a lot of bloggers, especially when they're kind of at this stage. They are, they're a couple months in and they're saying, no, one, no one's reading, uh, what can I do? And so many people, it kind of goes back to what I said about SEO before too, is that they'll just write whatever. If, 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 you're, not, if you're not writing for something people are searching for, they're not gonna find you that way. But there's other ways to do this. You you can you can speak to people on social media, and then you want to have sort of the the right titles that get people's interest. But uh, it, it always has a no no matter which sort of traffic um, source you go with, there, there's always a bit of a, a marketing feel to this. You got to do something to get that click. You got to get someone over to your site, and then once they're on your site, you got to keep them. Sometimes search traffic is not the best way to keep a, a reader. Um, they're, they're more likely to get the answer they need and leave. But that's okay, it's kind of a numbers game. Uh, if, if you can get that 10% that, that of them or whatever to, to stick around if you're lucky, then <laughs> you, can, uh, you can kind of build from that, start building that newsletter uh, where, where you're able to let them know about future posts. Um, but a lot of them are just gonna come and go, uh, which is fine if you have some kind of monetization, you've got some ads on there or you've, or you've got those affiliate links. Um, it, it's fine if they get their answer and they leave. You, you serve them. Uh, maybe they'll recognize your name again uh, in, a, in a future search and, and you'll kind of get those extra touch points. But it, it is kind of this, this, yeah, a little bit of a marketing thing where you, you got to convince someone to come to your site. And, and a lot of people, they think they can just put a site online and just start writing. And it, it takes a little bit more than that. It does. It does. Now, let's say we have a site, we have a topic, we are starting to write, starting to put out content. What's the schedule that we should, like how often should we be putting out content? Uh, um, all that saying, we are doing the right SEO because SEO is a whole nother ball of wax. Like that's, Tom Tom has taught me so much on SEO that I we're not gonna get into that because there's so much to, to know about. But let's say you know exactly what you should write about because you've done keyword research, you know exactly what you're writing about. What's the schedule? Like, how often should we post, and what should we do with our articles? So, so back when when I started, it was it was very common that bloggers would do five days a week. The, often four blog posts Monday to Thursday, and then Friday would be a roundup post. A uh, very very community network kind of feel. Um, but I pulled back on that a lot because I started to realize it, it was just kind of this constant. Uh, like content mill, <laughs> where you're just sort of pushing out content constantly uh, with no real benefits. So it, it is better to slow it down. Um, I, I often do one post a week. And because I have uh, past content, that then we can kind of improve that and, and republish something else. So so you'll see two posts a week go live, but but only one is often brand new and the others being improved. And, and again, that kind of goes back to that constant uh, building of and uh, improving your site for traffic but uh yeah if it, granted when you start i could see some benefit to saying if you know what you need to write 
do as much as you can um, because you're going to you're going to kickstart it a little better if, if you can do three posts a week and but they're all purposeful they all have some kind of search intent or you've got a social media plan or something um but I, I wouldn't write just for the sake of writing i'd rather see someone write once a month if it means like that's going to be the post and and it's it's going to get some kind of traction maybe it gets another blogger's attention and they they share it or something like that there's got to be some some purpose to why you're writing and not just Oh, I haven't written anything this week, so now I got I better just crap something out quickly and and then and uh, put it online. So I took a different thought. I was like, you know what? Nobody's coming to my site. I just don't need it. I'll skip this week and not put out another article. But what happens is, it, it, not just people. I, I got in the trap of thinking that people came on my site weekly to read the new article. It's not necessarily that. I would say very few people actually do that. I never go to blog posts just to read the new article that comes out. Nowadays, with search engine being so great as they are to give you the content exactly when you need it, unless I'm literally grabbing onto this person and said, this person, I want to be just like this person. Unless it's like that, I'm just going to type in Google and search for it. And so when you're putting out content that, like, like Tom said, is like if you're just doing it once a month, you're putting out solid, solid content that people that Google is going to help people find. That's another way that people are going to. So it doesn't have to be like once a week or three times a week. Now I would say the more content, the better, because then you do more, have more um, rankings, more keywords that people find you for, and all that sort of stuff. Now, Tom, you've given us the idea of of writing. What is the page? Or sorry. People always say, like, how many pages in a book? How many pages? But when it comes down to how many words, if I remember correctly, with with articles, what do you suggest? Like, should we always have 8,000 word posts or should we not? Like, what are your thoughts about the total number of words in an article? This has been one of my favorite topics for the last couple of years because there's a lot of SEO gurus that'll say you need 1,800 words, you need 2,000 words. And I say you need the post to be complete. So... And it sounds like a cop out, but <laughs> I'll explain. Um, there's if if a topic takes 500 words to cover completely with no fluff, then it should be 500 words. If it if it's going to take 4,000, then it should be 4,000. Um, you can kind of get Google's just getting down the SEO path a little more. Is is you can you can kind of get Google's opinion of this, and and they're a big company. They know what they're doing. They know they know user intent. Uh, just look at the top 10 for a search result. Um, you, you'll see more and more that the the top ten is actually starting to look all the same. Um, that they'll they'll cover the exact same topics, but I want to be the most complete, and that's that's kind of where they get to this idea of eighteen hundred, two thousand words. It's about going longer. I, I, I say you don't have to be longer, but you have to cover everything. So if if one blog post that you're looking at, sort of one competing post, has topic or subtopic a and b and another has b and c you want yours to be a b c you want to you want to cover and and literally you can look at the top 10 results for any keyword and and just look at the posts like it's like they're talking about this this and this and this other post is talking about this this other thing so you kind of smush it all together and 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 add your own take to it and then you've covered it more complete than anyone in the top 10 and and that's kind of been my formula for a few years now and and a lot of people are taking this to mean i need a long post it needs to be longer than the other posts in the top 10 not necessarily it just has to cover all the 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 information that's a great great point i love that idea because Google wants to make the person satisfied they want the person to go back to google again to find sort sort of whatever they're searching for so 
there is a mutual friend of ours named Robert Farrington. He's been on the show as well, and he has a different site. So I want to talk about the look and feel of your site. If you go to maplemoney.com, it's it's you, which is great. It's it's you. It's your personality. Robert's is totally different. His is like a content site. So he has other people writing for him. He's on there. You can you know hit the about and you can find him. He curates it and all that sort of stuff. And he started it. And he's the uh, the college investor dot uh, com. So. If you were to look at the two different ones, yours is heavily personality, his is not. What are your thoughts? Obviously, you like yours, but like, what are your thoughts between the two? Um, I, I think it's an evolution. Uh, Robert's actually started off very similar to mine. Uh, it, I'm sure if you pulled up an old web archive, you'd see that he has a, a big image of him on the front at one point. Uh, one thing I do a lot with with my writing is it's it's where I'm at in my life at the time, but I don't write it too personally. I, I don't get into uh, into my story too much but like when i started the blog it was more frugality i'm turning my thermostat down a degree and things like that and and as the blog started to do well i started to move more to like oh it's it's actually easier to make more money (laughs) than to try to try to shave a few dollars off your expenses both have their benefits but my, my blog started to head in that direction um so my content changed based on me but i i didn't write too personally so just like just like Robert did, I, I I'd say I'm I'm probably one step behind him in, in doing this is uh, I, I could convert my site into a impersonal site very quickly. Uh, we're, we're looking at uh, bringing some staff writers on, which I used to do back in the day when I had to get five posts a week. I had staff writers. Uh, we're, we're looking at going back to that, uh, bringing some staff writers on. So maybe maybe I will become more of a an impersonal thing. But I'd, I'd say for a large lifespan of your blog, the more you can put yourself on it, the better. Um, just how I said, I kind of went from frugality to making money. That was kind of my my personal journey and it showed in the blog. You'll find that your readers look a lot like you. Like it's, it's, it's not a big surprise that like my readers are Canadian and they're like 25 to 45. Like this, <laughs> they're literally just, they're, they're people that, that, probably look a lot like me a lot of them have kids actually <laughs> so uh I, i'm sure you find that too you 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 kind of attract this person to you and if, if if when you're starting out and for most of the life of a blog if if you're not kind of putting your personality into that i don't i don't think it's as easy to attract people uh robert's gotten so big and and he, he's he's running this awesome machine of a of a blog that it, that it makes sense to to take a, a step back and and make it more about this this team effort and so so it's just a, a different sort of uh, life stage of that if, if he ever wanted to sell now he's in a better position this is a that that's the one time when being personal would be bad and that's kind of what I alluded to with my content isn't too personal I could I could remove a couple pictures and have a, a totally different presentation of the site in like five minutes that's great I love that idea and I I think as you're growing your business you're gonna have different ways that you can go. And with that's what I love about having something like WordPress. It's so easy to change something. It's so easy to adapt and move around. So absolutely using WordPress. Now, as we're building, we are, we're putting content in there. And remember, SEO is a whole nother ball of wax that we, I mean, I could probably even just bring you on and you could talk for hours on SEO. I mean, it's Definitely. so much to learn there. If we are starting to put content out there, we're starting to get a little bit of traffic. We're getting maybe, you know, a thousand, 2000 people, 3000 people coming a month to our sites. What is the way that we scale the business to where we, you know, we we have some affiliates, we're doing okay there, make me a couple hundred bucks. We have some YouTube ad or not YouTube, like like Google ads and stuff like that. What is the way to scale the business so that we can actually replace our income from our just overbroke job so we can literally just be successfully unemployed and work on our business? 
Scaling is something that I think I was doing really well in 2010 to 2012. And then I kind of did pull back when I reduced the content. And now I'd say it's it's probably been my, my biggest sort of success factor over the last year or two, despite that gap in between. I wish I'd just always kept <laughs> pressing on. But so so when, when you're earlier on in a blog, I, I, th- I think the biggest sort of scaling would be to hire a staff writer. You can hire someone for, at the time, I think I was paying $25 a blog post. Rates have gone up now for sure, d- depending on who you hire. Um, you could also just open it up to other bloggers, you know, for guest posts. There's certainly other ways to get content. But uh, I, I think I think it's still very content focused. You need to, if, if you are doing that one post a week and you want to double your results, well, getting a second post would sure help. <laughs> so if, I, I think that's one of the biggest uh, areas where you can scale. But nowadays it's even, there's lots of other little things. Like you could you could hire someone to do some quick little thing that helps your site on on Upwork. Um, maybe maybe you, you just want this one little calculator. You want this one little bug fix to something that's bugging you on your site and spending instead of spending hours, go, go hire it overseas for like $20 an hour and, and just get it done, get past that and, and, and move on to another thing. So there's, there's lots of options. Uh, you can get, you can get, uh, things like graphics done on Fiverr, even though I'd probably still use Upwork. Um, <laughs> there's so being, being willing to, to spend some of what you're making to, to do this, the scaling is a huge help. Uh, the very first, at the time, Google AdSense I was getting, the, the very first check I got, that that $100 barrier was passed and, and and I got paid. I went and bought a premium theme. Um, I think it was like $80 if I remember, $70, something like that. And uh, so so I literally, without even thinking about it, first of all, I wasn't really doing it to, I was trying to feed my family on that $100 anyways, but it was, I, I immediately just put it into to something else. Um, and nowadays, uh, it gets a little beyond beginner, but but we're we're uh, I've got an editor, I've got a a VA, which is virtual assistant in the Philippines. Um, we're we're uh, and and like I said, we're looking at bringing on staff. I, I've got a graphics company, a podcast editor. So being willing to hire these things out and and just get them done, and not let myself get in my own way, and not trying to be so often as bloggers, we we. We think we have to do all the things. Like you, you have to be able, you have to be the best at SEO and social media, and you got to be able to design a theme and and write the content and all this stuff. You don't have to do all the things. Like find your find your lane and just hire the rest out. I love that idea. I also love that you waited until you actually had money coming in from the business to put it back into it. And on top of that, you actually reinvested that money into the business. I know I spend. I spent a lot of money on my real estate business, my um, online business. I spent a lot of money, but it's good return for that money. You're investing back into your business. Just like if you're going to get a course, let's say you're going to get a course teaching how to do something, you're investing in yourself. Same thing when you're investing in your business, you're investing in the future outcome from that money. And so that's the right way to go. So I love that. Now, um, the last thing I want to ask you before we get into the, the rapid fire round, what do you what do you do or what can you do? Any suggestions to get backlinks? Because I've heard backlinks are really, really good. What are your suggestions to get backlinks to get more SEO or search engine optimization for Google to like you more? The best thing is is the most genuine, which is just network, uh, get to know people. Um, you're a great example. At FinCon 18, I did not know you. And then I ran into you what, three or four different times <laughs> before FinCon 19. So 
in and and I probably wouldn't have met you at FinCon 19 if I hadn't known you. It, it's just I'm I'm just super busy there. It's, it's it's hard to actually get around and meet new people. So we we were able to sort of just do real networking. You weren't like, oh, nice to meet you. Can I get a backlink? It was it was it was uh it was just just this genuine thing. And and it's it's so common in blogging. This isn't this isn't hard. Like uh. It, you can't look at all these people as your competition. You can start to feel that way a little when it comes to search results and you're bouncing back and forth or something. But it, you're all kind of, you obviously have something in common. Like you're, <laughs> if you're writing about the same topic, you're all bloggers. It's 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 such a an easy way to, yeah, go out to those conferences or something like that and just get to know people. And 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 so I wouldn't do it as a as a form of getting a backlink, but I would say that. The best backlinks I've had <laughs> have come from people that I that I know. I've had I've had people I know feature me on Forbes. That's a lot easier to just build a well, maybe it's not a lot easier for some people. It's a longer play <laughs> to to actually build a friendship than it is to try to pay someone two thousand dollars on the side to get a link on Forbes or something like that. Um, but in in a more I don't know uh, actionable way. Uh, even if you're not going out to conferences and stuff, you can certainly, you could be emailing people, you could be sharing their tweets, like just, just give a little, don't just, don't just ask first. I, I get so many emails and, and I ignore all of them. Um, if, if I don't recognize that name on that email, it, it, I may not even open it. So it just get, get their attention in a, in a legit, genuine, friendly way. That's great. I love those. So Tom, so many great insights and wisdom. Uh, let's let's jump right into the rapid fire round. Yeah. You ready? I hope so. <laughs> All right. Broad questions. You should be just fine. So because we quit our J-O-B, that just overbroke job, instead of working 40 plus hours a week, we are working for ourselves. So hopefully we have a little bit of time to give and to serve and to just make humanity a better place and the world a better place. How are you giving to help either the world be a better place or to your community or your family? What are you doing to serve? So be, being in personal finance, one of the things that has been bugging me, it's getting better, is, is that there wasn't much sort of financial literacy in schools and everything like that. Um, so what I started was a... I'll probably mess up the name of it. The Maple Money Financial Literacy Scholarship, I think it's called. But that that was actually the beginning of actually giving 5% of my profits every year to causes that improve financial literacy. Now, sometimes I have to stretch that because there's not great causes all the time. So so sometimes I'm I'm giving to food banks from the corporation uh, just because what I'd really love to do is, <laughs> is find some causes that I could give to that that would... Or, or maybe I just need to do this myself. Is is start start something that's like an actual sort of financial literacy program. But uh, but I, I I do give five percent back uh, straight from the business every every year, um, just just to try to improve uh, financial literacy. And 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 that starts with the sponsorship. That's fantastic. And five thousand so, dollars, or sorry, five percent is a lot of money. Sorry, I don't that's know if I said sponsorship you, every time, but I meant scholarship. <laughs> scholarship. There you go. Very cool. Okay. So next question. If somebody were to say, you know what, Tom, I want to do what you've done. Give us a succinct, maybe one minute. How does somebody get started? What are the steps that they should do to get to where you are? Um, to get to where I am, it, it, it would, it, 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 we kind of covered a lot of it, I guess, but it, it, it kind of is to, to just get started. Um, so many people are 
surprised that I've been doing this for 11 years. But if if you put things off forever, when I started, when I started then, I was reading six different personal finance blogs in Canada. Every single one of those bloggers is now gone. Uh, so so as a war of attrition, I'm kind of the one of the oldest Canadian bloggers now. But um, so and and I hear this a lot with podcasting now too. People are like, "Oh, is it too late to start a podcast?" Uh, but but when you look at the numbers, they're so small compared to blogging. So I I, I hate to be cheesy with it, but it, it's kind of like that. Uh, best time to start was ten years ago. Next best time is now. It, it's true. Like if if you want to start a start start a blog or or a podcast or something like that, like just start it because if if you if you think too long about it, it, it just never happens, and and you're not making that traction. Even even little incremental gains is still better than never getting started. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Now, when you mentioned that, you gave me one uh, question to ask on top of, you know, basically everything for for online business. With all those other sites that have gone away, have you ever acquired any of them so that you can get those links and all that sort of stuff? Yes. Um, Maple Money is really, at, at its current state, it's really three blogs in one. Um, I, uh, so this Canadian finance blog, it was mine. That's still the majority of the content. But uh, at one point, I bought a site called uh, Balance Junkie, which was uh, a lot of uh, investing and economy kind of content. Um, I tried running it by itself for maybe a year or two, but then I realized it's just better off. It, it was another it was Canadian content. So it was another one where I just merged the useful content into the site and redirected all the links. Uh, and then I bought another site called uh, Mrs. January, which was Canadian and very... Uh, frugality, a little bit of, or a lot of uh, kind of coupon kind of topics. So again, it was kind of filling a gap I didn't have. So I, I, I got rid of all the, the 50 word blog posts about um, save a dollar on like paper towel this week. I, I got rid of all that and just kept sort of the evergreen frugality content and, and merged that and redirected all that. So, so really there's, there's three sites that all started in about 2009, 2010. Um, and, and they've kind of all come together to become maple money. That's terrific, man. That sounds like a good way to scale. Obviously it's going to cost money to get there, but, um, you get all that content and the links from all those back over there. So awesome. So next question, if you were to go back and give your 13 year old self, any piece of advice, it could be life, it could be business, whatever it might be, what would it be? <laughs> it's only one. <laughs> There's so much I could say to a 13-year-old me. Uh, I, I think one of the biggest ones uh, that, that I hinted on earlier was uh, I, I did really lose my 20s. I, like I, I, I was I was partying in college and it continued from there where, where it kind of became this uh, just to spend money as you make it, live in the moment kind of thing. And, and, it, and it took me till till around 30. I can't remember exactly when, but uh, certainly around the time I was uh, looking at all those things I mentioned, like marriage and a house and, and children to kind of smarten up. Uh, if, if, if I had used that, that, that sort of first 10 years as a, <laughs> with a career and everything to, to actually start investing, uh, just like I said, with the blog, like with these little, little tiny steps, if I was just taking even little tiny steps with investing, it would have helped so much more back then. Um, I, I wish I had known about things like side hustles. Uh, blogging was barely a thing then, but some people were doing it. It was, it was very, very small. But like I could have, I could have started a a blog in the early two thousands instead of the late two thousands. Like it, it would have been, it would have been amazing timing. 
Um, so I, I I think a lot of this stuff's easier for people now. That there's there's all these these sort of side hustle apps like from your your Ubers and your Airbnbs and everything. Like that this stuff's pretty common that people know they can make money. Um, and and then yes, the big blog posts they were we're making a hundred thousand a month. But uh, so so I hope this is more obvious for people now <laughs> than it was in, in my time. But at the same time, I was in a business administration. Uh, course in in college and I had a professor break it down for me how how starting now and investing would kind of like the whole compound interest kind of thing and it, it was sitting there right there in front of me and I still didn't listen so so even when I think things are obvious just because of my bubble maybe they're not so de- definitely just start things as soon as you can that's great. I completely agree. If I would have started anything, like I started investing in 2007. Sorry. Uh, yeah, 2007 when I started, I was 27 years old. And so if I would have started, you know, three years earlier, four years earlier, whatever it might be, I would, instead of retiring at 37 with my rental properties, it would have been 34, 33, whatever it might be. So starting now is the best thing. So next question. What is one tool, one app, or something like that that can help us make our lives either more efficient or better, but so that we can have a um, become successful and employed in the future? Uh, I, I think the biggest thing for me to get organized um, was Asana. Uh, it, it it's a task management program, so you can think of it as a a bit of a to do list on steroids. You can you can kind of put all these tasks in. You can have them recurring. So maybe as a blogger, maybe you're uh, submitting your post to this one thing or something once a week, like you, you can, you can kind of program that all in there as, as these recurring tasks. And, and as you want to scale, then, then you're hiring a staff writer and you're bringing them into the system or you're, you're, you're getting that, that virtual assistant or something like a, a, a program like that. It can help you personally, but then it'll, it'll allow you to scale as you go. So everybody knows sort of the tasks that need to be done. That's great. Asana. Okay. Love that. Um, Last question. What is one nonfiction book that it could be business, life, whatever it might be that you would recommend that we should read? Oh, the, I'm, I'm struggling for the, the name of the title. I think it's just one. It's, it's, it's a, or the one thing or the, yeah. the one thing. The one yes. thing. Yes. <laughs> it was, uh, that, that book kind of uh, clarified a few things for me just on, on this idea of, of sort of focusing and it, it's uh that, that that's probably the the first one that comes to mind where where it's it's, it's sometimes in the past I've, I've been very easily distracted i at one point i had dozens of sites uh <laughs> speaking of buying them i was buying these little ones that were useless and so so there's that but there's there was another similar one that i, I can't think of right now uh it's, a, it's escaping me right now maybe i'll give it to you for the show notes because uh um but but any of those that kind of focus on on kind of just getting clear with with your direction have been huge for me. That's great. Love it. Yeah, The One Thing is a great book. So, Tom, you've been fantastic. I really, really appreciate you coming on, giving us such great wisdom. And there's even so much more to learn on everything, especially like SEO. But if somebody wants to reach out, if they want to see Maple Money, like how can somebody find you? And what's your podcast? Uh, so it's it's maplemoney.com is, is the, the website. Um, and the podcast is the Maple Money Show. Um, technically, we're Canadian, but but for for a lot of your listeners, there's a lot of universal content. I've had you on the the podcast, uh, so there's there's definitely a lot there. We we talk 
we talk a, a wide range of personal finance. I, I did talk about how we need to niche down. For me, Canada is my niche. So that allows me to, to go everywhere from like frugality to investing to mindset kind of topics and stuff. So, so, so we, we do hop all over the board quite a bit. Uh, so, so you get a lot of your, your kind of personal finance information just within that podcast. That's great. Hey, Tom, you're fantastic. Thank you so much for being on the show and giving us all your wisdom and insight. I really appreciate your time. Thanks for having me on. Today's episode has been brought to you by the Real Estate Wealth Builders membership. That's the membership that I founded teaching people how to quit their J-O-B by investing in real estate rental properties. Now, Real Estate Wealth Builders is your place to learn how to invest in real estate with five different masterclass courses group coaching with me and a private student community where we all work together, all the tools and the discounts, all the resources and everything that you need to quit your J-O-B by investing in real estate. Now, I do want to show you how to do this completely for free. If you want to learn about investing in real estate for free, I want to get you my free real estate investing course. Text the word rental to 33777. That's R-E-N-T-A-L to 33777 so you can see how you can quit your job that J-O-B by investing in real estate. I'll show you how to find properties, how to use other people's money to buy properties, and how to scale the business to be successfully unemployed just like I did. Now, did you also know that there are video versions of each and every single episode on the Successfully Unemployed show? Well, I did record every single one of these for you. I recorded them for you so you will be able to learn from the experts themselves, see what they're doing, see everything that they are talking about on this show visually and all their examples, all their slides, all their pictures that they even draw. Everything is on there. Go to successfullyunemployed.co forward slash YouTube. Or if you just go to YouTube and type in successful unemployed, more than likely you're going to find me. So successfullyunemployed.co forward slash YouTube. And I would truly appreciate it if you subscribe to Successfully Unemployed on YouTube and wherever you're listening to this podcast, subscribe to this show so that you can always get every bit of new information on how to quit your J-O-B. Also, if you got anything out of the show, Share it with just one person. Share it with just one person so that they can see the light that it is so much better to not work a job, be successful, unemployed, and be your own boss. All right, guys, this is it for today's show. I will see you next week. See ya. See ya.